0: Okay, praise God, praise God. On this Father's Day, on this Father's Day that is um, so special, as I said before, we should also remember to honor our Heavenly Father because indeed He is the Father of all on this special Father's Day. And, and uh, while there are many words of wisdom spoken in Scripture con- dealing with fathers, I would just say to all the brothers who are listening to this podcast and all that are here today, So let Heavenly Father guide you. Let your Heavenly Father guide you in being a father in your household. That you may do all the things that he has intended us dads to do. For our family, our children, and our loved ones. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Remember that all burdens that you carry, you don't have to carry them alone. And that's the subject of our, of our discussion here today, of our message here today. It's about burdens. And if you have a water bottle or anything that's handy, why don't you just stand up? Just, just stand up. Well, you do have something heavy. But just, just stand up and hold that thing out at arm's length like this. Oh, I didn't dismiss the children, did I? Okay. Let them go. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. And just hold it out like that, right? Okay, now, while right now, you know, and however heavy that thing is, it doesn't really matter. But if you held that for a minute, it's not too troublesome. If you held it, it for five minutes, it may not be too bad. But if I was to ask you to stand there and hold it for an hour, you'd probably start to have a, an ache in your right hand, okay? So you can sit down. You can just imagine if we stood. There. Now, at that point in time, that same weight... Regardless of how heavy it is, that weight becomes a burden. And the more you carry it, the more that burden increases. If you held on to that water bottle for several hours, you'd get to the point, if you could hold on to it for several hours, that you would have a tremendous ache in your arm and probably a whole lot of other things would start going wrong with your body and your muscles and so on like that. And so the longer you hold on to something like that, it becomes a burden. Well, so it is with our lives as Christians in the Lord. The more you hang on to any sort of a burden, the more troublesome it gets, the heavier that burden gets. Now, you may have burdens, and those burdens in a Christian's life can manifest itself in terms of stress, anxiety, and worry. If we carry our burdens all the time, sooner or later, as the burden becomes increasingly heavy, you won't be able to carry on. You know, now if that bottle or whatever you are holding physically, if you really held on to it long enough, the burden would get to the point that you would not be able to do anything else because you would be, be bringing on bringing on other issues with your bottle, with your body. As with the bottle of water, you have to put it down. So before you leave here today, before you leave here today, put whatever burden that you may be carrying it, carrying, put it down. Make a determination that whatever burden you're carrying today to put it down, you're not going to carry it. And you're going to leave it here. You're not going to take that burden home. Okay? You're not going to take it home. Now that means that if you're not going to, if you're not going to carry that burden, that you, obviously you have to put it someplace. You need to be able to put it down and put it someplace. Burdens don't have to always be financial. They don't always have to be sickness. They don't always have to be about worry. They could be a burden for someone else. They could be a burden for someone that you're worried about. They could be a burden for someone that you're concerned about. They could be a burden for someone that's giving you a hard time. Whatever your burden is, make up your mind today that you're not going to carry that burden. Okay? And it's so easy for us to carry burdens and think that we're giving them up. But you can tell it's really really a burden. Is um, if, if, if you're thinking about something, you're carrying this burden for someone, some issue, something that's in your life and you think you've put it down, and then you're sitting down quietly eating dinner or watching television, and all of a sudden, that thought, that burden rises back up again. That's when you know that this is really becoming a burden, because no matter what you do, you can't shake it. You can't shake it. You've got these recurring thoughts that keep coming back to you, or or, or phone calls, or telephone messages, or email, or uh, Facebook. <laughs> Facebook can become a burden to some people if they really get so entrenched in it that they can't separate out Facebook from their lives and understand that this is supposed to be a social media. It's supposed to be an outlet where people can express thoughts and things, but if through Facebook it all of a sudden starts becoming a burden because what people are saying to you or someone is saying to you you need to put it down, you see. So anything that you carry around long enough can wind up becoming a, bur- a burden. If you, and you can try it out. Whatever burden you're going to make up your mind to put down today, let's put it down and leave it here in this sanctuary today. Do not take it with you. You need to try it. Run to your prayer closet. If you don't have a prayer closet, you need to find one. You need to find a place that you can go and quietly pray to God because this is where we should be taking our burdens you know so many times and and it just it, it boggles my mind well no i shouldn't say it boggles my mind because i can think way back many 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 years ago before i knew the lord i carried burdens also you know so i guess i can understand it but we christians then especially the the more mature you get as a christian and the longer you've known the lord you should be able to get to the point that you don't have to carry a burden you know and the thing about it is so many people you know i i've heard heard you know folks say um you know gee was, yeah i'll see them on a monday or a tuesday oh miss seeing your church on sunday you know oh pastor it was just just so bad i had this issue and i was just so concerned and upset i couldn't even get out of bed you know so i stayed in bed all day sunday yeah, i just stayed in bed did you pray about it and then I, they stop and they look up well yeah no Not really, not really, you see. So here they are carrying a burden. Carrying a burden. The burden was heavy enough to keep them out of church. And they should stop and realize that when you have a burden, the first place that you need to run, if it happens to be on a Sunday, is certainly go to church. You know, obviously it starts right there in your home first. I mean, you run to the Lord with that burden. But to say that you stayed in in your bed all day and couldn't get up, I mean, that that just boggles my mind. Amen? So if you've got a burden, and it's on a Sunday in particular, get up and go to church. You'll be surprised at how much good it'll do you. Because God knows that you have that burden. Amen? God knows that you have that burden. And the minute you can get there in church and start from praise and worship time, that you open the services open, and you're singing praise and worship music to the Lord, you get. Give that burden to God. You listen to the word because I guarantee you nine out of ten times that burden that you're carrying, Holy Spirit knows about it. And many times through the message that is delivered that day, your burden can be relieved. Your burden, the the questions that you may have concerning your burden can certainly be answered. But if you stay in bed with the covers over your head and just moping and whining and having a pity party for yourself, you're not going to have that burden relieved. Amen? So we need to make up our minds that we're not going to carry burdens around with us because they get to the point that they just cannot be handled by you any longer and you have to realize that father our father God God the father is, is a master at dealing with burdens we have to remember that if we trust him and we take our burdens to him and tell him what's on our minds that he indeed will be faithful to give us answers let's go to the book of Luke book of Luke chapter 11 chapter 11 you know, they, they, they don't realize, people don't realize that God looks at burdens and he, and he sometimes, I would imagine, shakes his head at us and says, why is he, why is she carrying that burden along? Why is he or she just insisting on keeping that burden on, on, the, on their backs? Chapter 11, and we're going to start with verse 11. Luke eleven eleven If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father... Will he give him a stone? Or if he had a fish, will he, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Okay? So in the first place, we see that in relating on this Father's Day, any of us fathers that are here, if your children were to ask you for something, what would you what would you give them? Would you give them something negative, give them something nasty, give them something ugly? Well, if we, and we are human, and we are hum- human beings and we are far from being as uh, where God the Father is, even though we may try we're far from being where God the Father is but how many of us would give something bad to our children when they ask for it Amen? Amen? So you see here that we have to remember that we have to ask the Father and come to Him because He can certainly relieve whatever, whatever problems, whatever issues that you may be carrying Okay, We need to talk about, to talk about your blessings more than your burdens So many times we get caught up in what our burdens have, and now our burdens are weighing us down. But what about the blessings that God has given you? God has given you so many blessings in life, and and that's one way to to, to counter, to balance, when those burdens are coming into your mind and you're thinking about all of these terrible things that are weighing down on you. Look on the positive side. Look at the wonderful things that God did, you know? The thing about it, I find that those people that wind up saying that I stayed in bed all Sunday because I couldn't get up and go to church, they forget that it was the other day that God blessed them with something God blessed them with a new job A new opportunity God blessed them with a bill that was paid off God blessed them somehow But they forget about the wondrous things that God has done for them You see So we insist on carrying those burdens around You see To the point that you can no longer hold that burden You can no longer carry it Okay What else does scripture say about burdens Let's go to Psalm 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 uh, 55 Psalm 55 Psalm 55 and let's go to verse 22 okay 55 22. cast thy burden cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody, uh, <clears throat> bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. Okay? So while you cannot trust in men, you can certainly trust in God. Verse 22 again, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. All right. So the same way that you were holding that bottle before or whatever it was that was heavy in your hands, think about the fact that God is there to relieve that burden from you. God will take it over. You know Were you ever At any point in your life Carrying something Maybe as a kid Or whatever You were carrying something Very very heavy And your brother Or sister Or your friend Was walking next to you And just got to the point That it was too heavy to carry And you said Hey can you take this For a while You know And you hand it over And you give it to them I'm sure you've been Shopping out somebody With somebody Your friend or whatever And they're carrying A whole You're carrying a whole lot of bags And the bags wind up Getting very very heavy You know And your friend sees you struggling You want me to take that For a while Boy yes. Please take it And it feels so good To get rid of that weight To get rid of the burden Well that's where God is Okay And God is saying To cast your cares upon him You know It's not like you're out there Shopping and you have All of these bags And there's no one To give those bags to God is there And the word of God Is saying here To cast your burden Upon the Lord And he will sustain you Alright but if you're laying there in bed and you've pulled the covers over your head because you can't get up and you go to, to go to church, you can't seek the the Holy Spirit, you can't look for God to give you give you the burden, then that burden is going to stay right where it is because you're not casting it upon him. Go to Matthew 11. You know the beautiful thing about our Christian life and that's what makes it so wonderful that it's not, our Christian life is not one that is filled with so many rules and, and, and concepts and theological concepts and so forth that we, we can't go simply before God and invo- involve God in our lives. You know, we think about the, the theological aspects of Christianity so much that we tend to forget sometimes that when we're being burdened with something, when we've got to worry when there's something really weighing on us, you know, again, be it financial, uh, psychological, or whatever it is may be, that we forget that God is there and that God is saying to come to him. Just give it to him, you know. It's it's nothing fancy. You don't have to, to look it up, you know, to figure out, now how do I do this? It's simply casting your care to God. It's simply walking in that mall, handing that heavy package you're carrying to your friend. Can you take this? It's simply saying to God, God, Father, can you take this burden? Simple as that. Take this burden, Lord, because I can't carry it anymore. Amen? But you've got to come to the point that you realize that it is a burden. Some people carry burdens so long that they get accustomed to carrying the burden. They think it's a part of their life. They think it's a part of their lives. You know, and it's not until they finally get rid of the burden where they give it to God, they feel all of a sudden then how relaxed I feel and how I can move my shoulders. My shoulders don't feel tight. I'm not all pent up in stress because they've been carrying these burdens for so long, they've forgotten what it feels like to be burdenless. I know how wonderful it feels when you can finally unload something to God. I've been there. I mean, I'm not, not immune from that. Certainly not. And I can speak to you from experience. And any burdens that I've carried when I finally realized, even wake up, waking up, said, Jesus, you know, I'm, I've been feeling like this for two or three days. Now this may be a burden and I didn't even realize it was a burden. I said, Gee, I better run to the Lord with this. Go to God and I give it to Him. And then many times you're carrying a burden and you're not even realizing that you're carrying the burden. Life is not going well with you, you're, you're, not, you're not comfortable, you're not at peace with what's going on in your world. Things just seem to be at odds and you're carrying a burden and you don't even realize it. But you won't know it unless you go to the Father, unless you, unless you go in prayer and seek his face to find out indeed what is going on. Amen. Matthew 11, verse number 28, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Okay? So first of all, underline, come unto me. Okay? All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and underline, I will give you rest. Okay, then underline, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Okay, and then lastly in verse number 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Please underline all of that. Okay, so first of all, Jesus has given you an an invitation. He's saying to come unto him. And if you have a red letter Bible, all of these words here are written in red, meaning that this is Jesus doing the speaking. Verse 28, come unto me. Jesus is giving you an invitation. And today, because of the fact that we are reading these scriptures, Jesus is saying to you, come unto him. If you're carrying a burden for anything, if you're, if, 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 if you're laboring and you're heavy laden, you know, we go through life, we shouldn't be laboring. Every day should not be a labor for us. It should not be difficult and a challenge for us to go through life every single day. Now, you have trials and tribulations. Jesus said that you will have them. But Jesus also is saying right here, come to me, all you that are, are laboring and are heavy laden. And Jesus said, I'll give you the rest that you need. You know, we opened up with, with holding that water bottle or whatever that object is that you were holding in your hands when we opened the message, the here today. And Jesus saying to you, give me that water bottle. Why are you standing with that water bottle outstretched like that? with your shoulder aching. Okay? And I don't know how many of you have done exercises with dumbbells and whatnot, but it's an exercise that I do do, and, and where you take, take the weights and you hold them up at arm's length like that at shoulder height, and then you hold them for a count of ten. You know, give yourself a rest and hold them again for a count of ten. And you feel it in your shoulder muscles, you know? And the more you do that, when you start getting to that count of ten, you start really, really feeling it. You start really feeling it, you know? I remember when I was in the military, the drill instructors, if you did something wrong, and sometimes you're... Make you, give, you, give me give me 50, meaning push-ups Another time they'd look around They'd take a rock They'd say, soldiers, go stand over there Take you out of formation Give you that rock And tell you to hold it at shoulder's length Until you hold it there And he would say, hold it there Until I tell you to drop it And after you had it there for a period of time You really, really started feeling that Okay? So that's laboring That is laboring So Jesus is saying Give that rock to me Alright? Give that rock to me that burden that is in your life, that thing that you're worrying about so much, it can be as heavy as a rock. And it's a reminder to me because it keeps coming back to you day after day after day. Amen? He says, take, and he says, he says I will give you rest. Verse 29 says, take Jesus' yoke. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Underline that too if you didn't already. You shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy. Now, a yoke, as you may or may not know, if you know what, what, what oxen look like, and if you've ever seen that device that will, will, will connect two oxen together, it's called a yoke, and it's, it's a, a wooden thing that will go from one ox to the other, and it kind of both guides them in the direction that you're going, that they're going. So Jesus is saying to you, to, to, to yoke yourself to him so be tied to him so that you're following his direction okay it it, it says that it says take my yoke upon you and learn of me okay for i am weak and lowly and meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light so what's jesus saying there the yoke that you will have to him and any burden that you have because of him will be easy and light Okay, learning about him, learning about his way of life, learning about what he wants for us will make our lives a lot easier and light. Okay, so, so he says there again, 28 is the operative word. come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Okay? So when that burden is going through your mind, and when you're sitting down, you think you've forgotten about it, and you're sitting at the dinner table, and it usually always happens that the devil reminds you of burdens and issues that's going uh, on in your life. When there's a quiet time that's going on. When you're watching TV, if you happen to be eating dinner alone, you know, or if you're in the car by yourself, okay, during that quiet time, that's when the devil will hit you and remind you of a burden that you're carrying, you know. And I find that so interesting because I find that people that are busy, 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 busy in life, always something to do, a lot of times they do not want to be alone with themselves. Because the minute that they are alone with themselves, the burdens of life start coming back to them. They start thinking about the things that a family member did, someone that that's something that someone said, an issue that's going on in, in, in their lives, whatever it may be, financial issues, whatever that burden could be. That's when it comes back to mind because y- y- your mind is at rest and the devil then has a, has a way in, has a door open. A- amen. This is why that when we are at rest, we need to make sure that there's time that we're spending with God. Okay, alright all right. I, 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 Our minds, you know Even though we talk about multitasking And how we can walk and chew gum And things like that We all say Alright, alright all right, Okay The mind It's really impossible for the mind To fully occupy Two thoughts at one time Amen So if you've got your mind Is just blank And you're not filling it in With God's stuff You're not thinking about the Lord The devil will come in And fill that quiet time Fill that void With his thoughts Which will be constantly Something to tear you down To make you miserable Amen A lot of times I see that people that are busy, 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 always on the go, always on the go, is because they don't like that quiet time, because that quiet time allows negative thoughts to come in. Amen? So they try to occupy themselves all the time. Okay? But if you remember that when that happens, the point that I want to make, when that thought comes back in, when that reminder comes back to you about some burden that's there, remember the scripture. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So when that burden comes to mind, you recite that scripture to yourself. Jesus, you said to come unto you. Right now, I am laboring. I'm laboring, Jesus. I want to give this burden to you. Give me your peace. Give me your rest. Give me your peace. Give me your rest. Amen. And simply give it to him. And say, Jesus, I cast all my burdens upon you. Another scripture says, cast all your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. Amen. That's another good scripture to recite to yourself when you feel that burden coming back to you. You know, I, Lord, I, I cast all my cares upon you. Say, I don't care. I don't care. Not that I don't care, but I won't carry a care. I don't care because my Lord cares for me. So I cast all my cares upon you. Alright? So Jesus says, Cast your burdens, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We go to Matthew 23. Matthew 23. And let me see, where do I want to go? Oops, 23. Okay, Matthew 23, and verse number 4. with verse number 1. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, all therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do not you after their works. For they say and do, for they say and do not. So he's saying that don't do, don't do what they do because they say things, but they do, but they don't do what they say. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's sh- shoulders. For they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Okay. So in other words, what he's saying is that these scribes and the Pharisees, they will put put burdens um, on you if you're following and listening to what they're saying, but they won't lift a finger to remove the burden from you, okay? So in other words, this is the case where we should not be following after man, so to speak, okay? Men will say, they'll say, they'll say do this and do that, but they themselves do not do what they say that, what they say that you should do. So the only one to really have a, uh, to get relief from our burdens from is God. As Jesus said, come unto him. Amen, amen. So you can't, so, so the point that I'm making here is that if you've got a burden, don't be so quick to run to other people for relief of that burden. All right? And sometimes people will have good intentions, and they will think that they're helping you, but they may not be helping you indeed. Amen? What this is saying is that don't look, look to these particular men to be the answer to your prayers, to be the answer to your burden removal. You need to take it to God. You need to take it to God. Amen? It, and they say, it says here uh, in 23, um, I'm sorry, in 4... They bind heavy burdens and grieves to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Okay? Man won't, make one, man won't lift a finger to really, really remove your burden. It's God is the one that can help you. It is God, with it. It's God that can help you. You need to take it to Jesus. Sometimes unconfessed sin could be the cause of your burden too. You need to think about that. Sometimes unconfessed sin is the cause of our burdens, and when this happens, you must speedily repent. Repent, because otherwise guilt will come in and add to that burden. Go to the Book of Psalms, Psalms thirty-eight, Psalm thirty-eight. Verse four. In a matter of fact, um, Psalm thirty eight, let's start at verse number one. Psalm thirty eight, verse number one. Okay. O Lord. Rebuke me not in thy wrath, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. For thine arrows stick fast in me, and thy hand presseth me sore. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger, neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities are gone over mine head. As a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. Please underline uh, verse number 4 there. For my iniquities are gone over my head. As a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. Okay? Especially if you are a child of God and you slip in sin. Unconfessed sin can become a burden. That can get to the point that it simply overwhelms you. That unconfessed sin then becomes guilt. And when guilt sits in, it's very, very difficult for you to focus on anything else. Okay? Because anything that you're trying to do in a positive nature, the devil will come back in and save you. Remember what you just did? Okay? And it will keep that guilt so entrenched in your mind that it, it in itself will become a burden. So if you're carrying a burden in life and you figure, well, there's none of the, no financial stuff that's here going on. Why I'm, I feel so downtrodden? Why, why I feel so heavy? Why, why, why I feel so burdened? Uh, the family's healthy. Everything's going along fine here. Why am I feeling this burden? Why am I so downtrodden? Why? 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 There may be some unconfessed sin in your life. Amen? And the minute that that sin is there, now just because we're born again Christians doesn't mean that you don't slip and stumble in sin. Amen? But the word of God says, you've got to speedily repent of that sin. Once you repent of that sin, then you're washed. One nine so says that if you bring your sins, to confess your sins to God, he's faithful to forgive. So you, you repent of that sin and you're washed again, you're made clean. I mean, you can walk away, turn away 180 degrees, then the devil cannot dump that sin or that knowledge of sin on you to make you feel guilty. And that guilt then becomes a burden. Amen? So if you want to always be able to release burdens, make sure burdens are not being carried. Make sure that you have no unconfessed sin in your life. Amen? Because that indeed by itself can become burdensome. God will still, God still comforts us. Go to 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians 1. 2 Corinthians 1 Okay. 2 Corinthians 1. Paul and one, Verse 1. Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timothy our brother unto the church of God which is at Corinth with all the saints which are in all Achaia Grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in our tribulation, please underline, who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble. Underline, we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the for as the offerings of Christ abound, So our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. Aboundeth by Christ. So you see, so it's saying that God comforts us, so that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. You see, so we also, if you want to get burdens off of you and everything, remember that the same way that God comforts you, God may be putting you in a place to comfort someone else. And we should be willing to comfort, to bring comfort when we can because of the, before the mere fact that God bring, gives you comfort. So why aren't you, when you're able to, bring comfort to someone else? You see, see this whole thing of burdens is really meant, uh, uh, intended by Satan, to bring down the body of Christ and to enslave us and to get us to a point where we cannot function as God would have us to, to function. God gives you all these scriptures, but the, the uh, issue is, the question really is, do you believe? Amen. We read through a whole lot of scriptures. The bottom line is that you believe what you just read amen amen if you have a new car and something goes wrong with it you know who do you consult the manufacturer of the car or anybody that you find walking on the street something goes wrong with your car I mean you just walk up to a total stranger and say gee how do I fix this you know or do you go to the manufacturer by way of this manual the, man- the manufacturer has a manual to tell you how to operate that car well when God speaks to you and tells you what to do who do you believe first of all God or man how many of us will run to a friend, run to a relative, you know? Run to another, another saint that's sitting right in the pew right next to you. And start running to that person, asking them what would what you think God would have you do in this situation. Or how should I solve my situation, instead of you going directly to man. Amen? Jesus said, come unto me, all who are heavy laden. He didn't say, go to your friend Johnny. You know, go to your, go to your friend Abigail. If you're heavy heavy laden and burdened. Jesus said to come unto him. So of the scriptures that we read, the bottom line is how much do you believe? Okay, that's what you really have to ask yourself, how much do you you believe? God will often put a thought or a feeling or put something before you to act on. God will put a thought or a feeling or put something there for you to act on. How do you respond? Okay, when God gives you a thought or feeling or gives you something that you need to do, how do you feel, how do you respond? How do you do what God is telling you to do, or you'd believe man for not doing it? Amen? God ever put a feeling or a thought in your mind that this is what he wanted you to do? But instead, what do you do? You pick up the phone and you call your cousin, you call your sister, call your brother a friend or whatever, and start saying, this is what I think. How, what, about, what do you think about that? But you know deep in your spirit, you know what God told you to do. So who do you believe? Amen. The scriptures that we've just read today, if you don't really believe it, then you'll be carrying burdens from the rest of this afternoon on through next week into the rest of the year or or as long as you can until you realize that God has the answers. Amen. When God sends you on a mission or has you apply for a job or or to do something to put obstacles uh, out of your way, do you do what he's telling you to do? Do you follow him into the letter? Or do you put obstacles in your way? Okay. Many times we are, the, we are the, the, the creation of our problems because we don't follow what God tells us to do. Because we have in our minds what we want to do and we think that that's what's best for us. Whereas not realizing that God may be telling you to go laterally before you can go up. that God may be telling you that I want you to take a step back before you can go forward. It may not make sense to you. Amen. And if you talk to your friend or family member about what do you think I should do, they will most likely tell you something that God did not tell you to do, you see. But you've got to make up your mind that you're going to follow what God tells you to do. You see, a lot of times we have burdens because we've created those burdens. We've created them because we've put an obstacle in our own way because we didn't follow what God told us to do. Amen. Or was in so much of a hurry we just decided to do it our own ways. You know, let's go to our um, Numbers 13. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, Numbers 13. And this is where, where God we're sending out, was sending uh, Israel out to spy out the land. And just starting in verse number one, numbers 13, verse number one. these are familiar scriptures to you. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, "Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel." Of every tribe of their fathers shall you send a man, every one a ruler among them. Okay, so now God is saying here to search out the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. God is saying that I'm giving it to them. Underline that which I give unto the children of Israel. Which okay, so God is saying I'm giving it to them. So that means it's a done deal. In God's mind, it's a done, It's a done deal. Okay. Then verses. Um, Verse 3, And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. And these were the names of the tribe of Reuben, and so on. So I'm not going to read all these. Verse, verse 4 through 15 lists all the names. and I won't take time to go through all that. But starting in verse 16, These are the names of the men which Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Oshea the son of Nun, Jeshua. Jehoshua. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up by this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein whether they be strong or weak few or many. And what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds. And what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land. Now, now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin unto Rehob, as men come to Hamath. And they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron, where Ahimon, Sheshai, Talmai, the children of Anak were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came into the brook of Eshol and cut down from thence a branch. With one cluster of grapes, and they bare it between two upon a staff, and they brought it to the two and they brought of the pomegranates and of figs. The place was called the Brook Eshaw because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching of the land after forty days. Please underline forty days. And they went and came to Moses, verse 26, when came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sent us and surely it flows with milk and honey and this is the fruit of it. Underline, surely it flows with milk and honey and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, underline, nevertheless, Because here comes a big but, okay, here's the fruit of it, but, the people be strong and dwell in the land, underline, the people be strong and dwell in the land, and the cities are walled, and very great, and moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, okay, so put a bracket around 28, and put it, and put it here, and put it, here comes an obstacle, okay, 28, this is right in your margin someplace, obstacle, all right. Then verse 29, The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb still the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Please underline, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go against the people, for they are stronger than we. For the bracket around 31, Write the word obstacle again. Okay? Okay? For they are stronger than we. Verse 32. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we, gone to, which we uh, have gone to search it, is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it, in it are men of a great stature. And there are there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. Please on the line, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Okay? Verse 14, which I won't, chapter 14, goes into, into God's rebuke of them and how their unbelief was causing them such a problem. But as you can see, what happens here? God sent them to go spy out the land. They said, yeah, the land is great. So it was milk and honey. However, but, you've got these terrible people there. You've got the cities of this in their walls, and da-da-da-da-da, putting up all of these obstacles. God said, in the, in opening, in the opening scripture there, he so said, go to this place, um, in verse number 2. He says, send out men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. God said, I'm giving it to you. Yes, so they go up there and they find all of these issues and then finally in verse 33 it says there uh, and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak which come of the giants and we saw and we were in our own sight, please underline we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and so we were in their sight. So here they're saying that they appear to themselves as grasshoppers and therefore they assume that the people also saw them as grasshoppers. So that's like saying, God saying to you, I've given you that job. I've given you that house. I've taken that burden away from you. I've solved your problem. And all I need you to do is to go and do so and so. And then you go and you start moving forward and you say, well, wait a minute. though. I'm like a grasshopper. I will never be able to overcome this problem. I will never be able to get rid of this burden. My life is going to continue to be miserable because I, 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 I. Whereas God said to you, this is what I have done for you. You see? So many times we create our own obstacles you got a burden in your life and Jesus says, come unto me and I will give you rest. And you run to Jesus and Jesus says, yes, put your head on my shoulder and rest on me. Then you say, but Jesus, my neck is stiff. (laughs) I can't get my head down that far, you know. But Jesus, but Jesus, but Jesus. You come up with all of these excuses, you see. So we wind up becoming our own worst enemies. God has made the way for you. All you have to do is to trust him and to do what he's telling you to do. Regardless of how ridiculous or how impossible it may seem, you know. And while you may think that you are a grasshopper If you're doing what God wants to see you to do I, To do to accomplish I guarantee you the other person that's involved in this burden removing process of yours Does not view you as a grasshopper You see Because the word of God says that It says we, um, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers And so we were in their sight That's their perception of it Okay You've got to know first of all that you're a child of God and as a child of God, you are far from being a grasshopper. Right, amen? You're far from being a grasshopper. We underestimate who we are in the Lord. And I'm not saying this for you to get puffed up in pride and in self. You should be puffed up and very thankful in what you, who your father is on this Father's Day. Remember who God your father is. You're, not, you're far from being a grasshopper. You can overcome anything that's in your life with God's help. And he is more than willing to be that help you. Because Jesus said, come unto me. If you're laboring, if you're burdened, if you've got issues going on in your life, come unto me. I will give you the rest. You know? I and mean, that even goes, comes down to, to being able to sleep or not being able to sleep at night. If you're you're losing sleep at night simply because of the fact you're thinking about Monday morning or what's going on the next day or or what's going to happen at work, what's going to happen in the neighborhood, what's going to happen at the store, whatever's going to happen, 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 happen. If you're worried about that, remember the scripture, come unto me and I will give you rest. You know, Jesus is by your bedside. Never stop to think about that. He's got a host of angels and can't round about and inside your house. One of the part of my prayers every single night is, Lord, let your heavenly angels just patrol this house inside and out to keep us safe from seen and unseen as we sleep. For every single night. I don't go listen for the bump that goes, what is the noise that goes bump in the night or whatever that saying is. Amen? Amen? I give my house to the Lord. Amen? So come unto me if you're heavy laden and if you're burdened. You see? And then on top of that, I mean, in closing here, let's go to John 16. You know, why do we put ourselves through the things that we put ourselves through when God has done so much for us and has simply said, just do this and do that? John 16. Okay, John 16. And uh, let's see, we want to start at Start at verse number seven. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. You see, part of the death and resurrection uh, of Christ here, see, 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 don't forget, in Old Testament days, as you've heard me say many times probably, is that um, the Holy Spirit was not available to everyone. The Holy Spirit was given to man to prophesy, and, and as God so chose. And these were the great prophets of the Old Testament that you see. Okay, As, as God so chose to speak through man, that's when he did it. But now Jesus is saying that, that it, it, it's expedient, it's good for you. Um, that I go away because if I don't go the Holy Spirit cannot come unto you the comforter is the Holy Spirit But if I depart I will send him unto you and when he is come Holy Spirit when he is come He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment Of sin because they believe not on me of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Okay? I have many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them right now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. For whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Please, Please put a bracket all around verse number 13. The Spirit of truth, he has come, he will guide you into all truth. So if you've got this burden that you're carrying, you don't think Holy Spirit can help you with that burden? God knows what that burden is. God knows what that answer is. Holy Spirit, because it says here, it, it says that He doesn't speak of Himself, but whatsoever he, he hears, that's what He speaks of. He's talking about the Heavenly Father there. Amen. Heavenly Father speaking, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is talking to you. So I mean, so here, here you've got, I mean, you've got the, the head of the board of directors talking to you. So why are you carrying that burden? You know, you know, if you you feel like like you're running a corporation, you don't know what to do with your staff, those that are around you in your life, family, friends, alrighty? You got a a corporation running, quote unquote, and you don't know what to do next about how to, to profit, so to speak. Alright, so that profit in terms of you as an individual, as opposed to a corporation, is is financially, health-wise, or anything else that you want to prosper in. You've got the board of directors right there, you you know, in your corner, advising you. Amen? Holy Spirit, verse 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. Okay? All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore, said I, that he, shall take, um, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. A little while, and you shall see me, and you shall not see me. And again a little while, and you shall see me, because I go to the Father. Then said some of his disciples among themselves, what is this that he's saying unto us? A little while and you shall not see me, and again a little while and you shall see me? And because I go to the Father, they didn't know where Jesus was coming from. They said, therefore, what is this that he saith? A little while. We cannot tell what he saith. We don't understand. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, do you inquire among yourselves of that I said a little while and you shall not see me, and again a little while? while and you shall see me verily verily i say unto you remember i said when you see verily verily be ready for a dynamite truth a very profound truth verily verily i say unto you that you shall weep and lament but the world shall rejoice please underline. the line, but the world shall rejoice you don't forget there were some that did not want jesus we see that today. But the world shall rejoice, and you shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. It is in line, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembers no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. And you now, and you now therefore have sorrow because I will see you again. And you, and you now, therefore, have sorrow, but I will see you again. And your heart shall rejoice. Please underline, and your heart shall rejoice. And your joy, no man, your joy no man takes from you. Underline that too. Your joy no man can take from you. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it unto you. Underline, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it unto you. You see, don't forget, Jesus, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way to the Father. When we're praying to God, this is why when we pray, we always say, In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jesus gave us the authority uh, to use his name. Hitherto have you asked nothing? nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time comes when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father Himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. Okay? So, in other words, what's saying here is that you don't have to, you don't pray to Jesus, you pray directly to the Father, but in Jesus' name. Don't forget when at, at the uh, um, at the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Remember the scriptures talked about the veil in the temple was torn in two. All right. Well, that veil was that veil that was that was hung between the inner court and the holy of holies that no man could just walk through. The only one that could go through was the holy uh, the high priest. With Jesus' death. On the cross there, that veil was torn in two, signifying now that man had direct access to God. We have direct access to God, but it's in the name of Jesus. Amen. So when we're praying to God, okay, you're praying to God, but but it's in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, so and so and so, I pray. So these burdens that you're carrying and what not, and Jesus says to come unto him, and you're praying to God, you pray to the Father, but it's in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and you can certainly say, Lord Jesus, I, I'm coming unto you because you said to bring my burdens and my cares to you. Amen, amen. Um, he goes on to say, uh, verse 28, I came forth, in closing here, I came forth from the Father and am come into the world, again I leave the world and go to the Father. So he came forth from God, he came into the world, he did what he had to do, and now he's leaving to return to the Father. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speaketh no proverb. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needs not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour comes, yea, is now come, that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So underline, or put a bracket around verse 33. Okay, and underline, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Okay, so Jesus is saying right there you shall have tribulation. Those tribulations can bring on those burdens that come into your life. But we know though that Jesus, while He said you will have these tribulations, He also just got through saying that I will give the Comforter to you. I give Holy Spirit to you to comfort you during those times of tribulation, during those times of burden. He also said to come unto me, all of you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. So on this day, make a determination that you will release your burdens to the Father. Don't take it, don't take it from here today. Leave it in the name of Jesus. Leave it so that you don't have to carry that burden. Any unconfessed sin that you might have going on in your life, confess it to the Lord quickly, speedily, so that you can not let that sin turn into grief in your life and, and turn into such um, a, a grief that it just burdens you and just weighs you down. Amen. Okay? Praise God. I hope this message has been a blessing to you. And now before we close, let's honor God's tithes and offerings.